Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Okay, now, ep- okay, this is the second time we started this episode, <laughs> episode 112, Super Chevy Brothers, March 3rd, uh, but, but nobody. 2023, well, I know, and I'm not a liar, you keep it inside your brain, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, so, nobody can see your sleeve, we're not, um, we said a lot of funny jokes. It was maybe the best opening I've ever heard. It was the best opening ever. We talked about what we did. I was going to try to recreate that. Yeah. We, we were talking about what we did during the hiatus. At steaks and my, mice. Um, but It's not it's funny that. if you just tell punchlines. Like okay, let's pretend we didn't. How How's your It's time hard off? now. You just told everybody. How was your time off? My time off was busy. busy. Just working really hard. How yeah. about you? Did you go on a trip or something? Yeah, I I went out to the woods and made a steak. I don't want to talk about it again. Okay, I don't either. Right. It was so, funny the first time. Anyway, we've been gone for a month. And during that month, Mom was doing some research, apparently. Yeah, I she, thought we were going to... She was trying to get into games. Try right? this so, in February. Yeah, for, which in my day was, was Black like History. Make sure to talk into the mic so the mic hears you. Are you able to hear me? Yeah, what you talking? I talk into the mic. I'm there. Okay, so in my day, it was Black History Week, so now it's Black History Month. Shortest month, of course. But that, um, so because we didn't have the chance to share all these wonderful thoughts... One in February. I will share them in March. And if it goes well, I may even share it every month because I know there's one designated month, but there's history all the time, right? Lots of history. Well, just, you know, no, knowing that we, that we have, have a show talking about gaming, or at least you do, and it was Black History Month. I decided to do a little research and look and see blacks in gaming. A little bit of history and what's happening now. Because I know that we probably could have had a vacation house in Florida somewhere if I hadn't bought as many games for you and your brother. Did you Did you find any information on uh, CJ? CJ? A big smoke? Big smoke. Never mind. Go ahead. Keep going. Thank you. All right. So a very low percentage of gaming professionals black. Um, well, well, hold on. I, I, I let me let me guide this a little bit. Okay. Let Would me, you like to do the presentation? No, I just want. I want. I have a question. Can I have a question? No, I haven't started. I'm I'm Jay Leno. You're someone that 
looking at my chin, okay? Okay? What made you want to do this? I said it was Black History, History Month. Uh-huh. Just because we didn't have a show, I was preparing for it. Well, I mean, what made you want to look up uh, like a gaming thing as opposed to like other? Actually, history? what really prompted it um, was a NPR story, and they just were discussing uh, blacks and gaming. Uh, in other words, where was? Where did blacks fit in? What is their place? And I know in the past you and I have had discussions very briefly about different groups um, like gay video gamers, black video gamers. They're called gamers. Right, the gamers. And then what are the blacks, the blamers? No, that <laughs> in gaming, what you call the black starts with an N, and I don't want to Oh, go no. <laughs> Well, that's a part of the story, too. Not a lot of respect given uh, to the black gamers and gaming industry. But, so what did you find? Well, I found out that, you know, there were a lot of numbers tossed around. You know, I like statistics. So um, there were different statistics for different things. So I'll start with developers. 68% of gaming developers are white. Uh, 12% Asian and about 9% Hispanic and 6% are black. And that's that is- surprising. Usually when you hear <laughs> this is not related, but kind of related. I was looking up, uh, you know, I was watching some politics thing. I was looking up prison stats, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, somebody was talking about how, you know, too many black people go to prison and somebody was like, nah, because like 60% of prisoners are white. And then uh, that was the conversation. <laughs> and then when you look up the stats, the stats have like, it's like 1% Native Americans, 8% uh, Asians of some kind. And then it's like uh, uh, 30 something percent blacks and a 60% whites, but Hispanics are included with whites. So it's kind of, right. it's kind of like, it's, that's a weird number. But in this particular case, they didn't include them, or the ones who claim to be Hispanic. No one claims to be Hispanic. Well, well I don't know. Do you, do, they're talking about it's ethnicity, right? So, like, do you think you would be a person who doesn't speak Spanish and be like, I'm Hispanic? I'm not I'm going, going there. there. That, that is, is not, not the, the point, point of, of my story. story. Or do you think there'd be a white dude who's like, like Irish? Me. Hold on. <laughs> would there be a white this. dude who's like Irish and, and like, Welsh, and he's like, I speak Spanish, so I'm Hispanic now. It's not what you speak. It's your heritage. Okay, so here we go. Um, Surprisingly, those numbers are low for, uh, at that point, the numbers were really low for how much money is made in the industry. More than a $445 billion dollar industry and probably more than that at this point it's it's pretty high it's more than movies well that was late 2022 well it, it they make more now with games right. like the industry as like a thing there's more money running around there than there is with like well just based on general that, Hollywood. knowing that it's that you know huge of an industry that has such low representation when one of the founders, or what they call the father of video game cartridge, 
was a black man who's a black engineer in the 70s, Gerald Jerry Lawson. He wasn't the only one. There were like top 10 uh, black men who were doing gaming. They had other minorities um, in terms of, you know, women as well. Not a lot, but a few. And it's just really interesting how in the beginning of this, you do have black representation, not to a great degree, but as far as the actual building and creation of this, not saying they're the only people who did it, but definitely had great impact, participated, you know, highly in this. But, and then here you are, what, 50 years later, and you have the same level of participation. So then you have like years of. Did you look up any data like in the difference? Like, has it grown since in the past 10 or 15 years? 6%. Or... Since when? Jerry so, wasn't the only guy. Well, I mean, since when? Like, I'm saying growth. The growth, it... yeah. yeah. It, it's, it was 2%. Okay. So it grew from 2% to 6 so substantial, wouldn't you say? Uh, no. I, I mean, either. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. I mean, do you have any reason why you, did you find like a, why you think or anyone have any comments on why it, uh, well, it's it, so it sort of falls into the category of most things. We're more geared toward consumerism, but... There were a few few factors factors that, that, you know, may have played. And the fact that gaming isn't really viewed as a potential profession. Yeah, I think that's a big... It's more you're wasting time or it's a leisurely activity, which when, you know, you're woke because you have to be woke every day... You don't have time for leisure. You're trying to survive. <laughs> well, I think I, I think part of it is I think that's a lot of it too because this is how you look at games is like it's a stupid little thing you do, but it's no an one's... expensive, stupid thing. Yeah, it's it is it's expensive, but it it's very. I think as far as like entertainment things, it's pretty unique in how people of different generations just a generation or two ago look at it as opposed to now especially when we look at like particularly like black people right uh, it, it's not looked at as like this thing a lot to of people aspire to it's and created you know, it's like go to college learn yeah, some knowledge build, build some, some things, things do something that's going to make money that's going to yeah. you know provide for families and when you're talking about going to college and then start coding for gaming it's like well, coding in general. I mean, well, how many people tell you to go for like civic engineering stuff or something like that. That it's like gaming when you look is like an art kind of thing. Uh, people don't. It is. I mean, half of it is so much is drawn and and made and sculpted and all that, and the coding has to work. There's a lot of uh, non-stem that goes into it. People don't look at it the same. No, they don't. And, you know, if you go home to your parents and say, oh, I'm so excited. I got a job making video graphics. Oh, wonderful.
wonderful for what? For games. Instead of saying, oh, I'm making video graphics for IBM or HP or, you know, it just sounds very different. So it's how the gaming industry is viewed as well. Um, 73% of blacks over 13 are gamers. That's a large number. Yeah, I read something that blacks and Hispanics spend a larger portion of their income on video games. I think it's double. I mean, also because they make less money. But it's like percentage-wise, they spend more money. Like, I think double as uh, white people do or did. It's from, like, 2015. Oh, that's, yeah. But But, but again, again, that's... that's... That's very intriguing. You know, again, consumers. We're being consumers rather than really participating in the overall process. Um, but I did find a few resources online. Uh, Blacks in Gaming is actually an organization. Uh, last year, there was a Project Amplify by Xbox. Right. And yeah, I know. They were offering resources and training and classes. Black Voices in Gaming is also a resource. Black Gaming Foundation is a nonprofit. And to happen in my ear. Am I good? Yeah. Okay, so they offer a lot of resources as so if you're interested and if you're actually listening, uh, there are resources that are offered. So, you know, the guy in the NPR story was asked, you know, well, what are some solutions to bringing more blacks into gaming? And he said, just outreach, you know. Um, it's not as if no one has knowledge of gaming. It's just... You have to have some inlet to get into the business itself. So it'll be interesting to see how this develops with the newer resources reaching out to train and develop people to have more creative things because that influences the characters as well. When you don't have representation behind the games you're not going to have good representation on the screen it's just like movies or anything else music if you don't have the people behind the scenes then you have all the stereotypes progressions you know and people are creating characters and they're all like pimps and hookers or whatever <laughs> you know yeah i think uh I, I don't know why um people don't because today is very different from when I was a kid. A lot of people like you know getting into games, and it's more open, and you have all kinds of people going into it. But uh, I don't know. I don't know why more black people aren't doing. I just that. told you today, though. This is today. today. I know, but why not today? Today is way more because you lose a lot of. It's it's, it's like, like legacy, legacy. right? I'm a plumber. My son's a plumber. My grandson's a plumber. My dad was a plumber. That that knowledge, you know, is passed on. And it's not, I mean, I don't know what old Jerry was doing, passing on knowledge or not, but 
it's like if you don't have anyone involved in the industry, it can't envelop you or pull you into the industry to, you know, help you along. And I'm not talking about parents, you know, specifically. Just you need to have people in there reaching out. For example, you know, anytime someone is a minority in a particular field or college or whatever it is, if you're not doing outreach to let others know this is a great thing or this is something you might be interested in, you know, they may not know about it or know how to go about it. And I can I speak from experience because I've had mentors, I've had people to to help me to have different experiences. But I think it's important that those insiders do reach out and not always have the independent black gaming too loud not always have the independent you know you have to have black gamers in order to you know progress things you know, it's not Nirvana either where we're all just getting along because if we were, we wouldn't you know, have numbers or statistics that show this. So I was trying to do a little research on gaming. Uh, I'm sorry, games. But, you know, I didn't find a whole lot. Uh, they're like glow-up games, Black Lion Entertainment, these, you know, different it's studios. That independent produce. studios. Right, independent. But it should also be a part of the mainstream, too. But there are some good games that have been created by black developers and, you know, as they become popular and part of the larger gaming industry. I think part of it, though, is uh, people like to, if you want to make a game, right, you're going to make games you like. Right. The things that you like. Yeah. And I think, like, so I'm pretty sure for black people, you have... Everyone plays all kinds of games, right? Yeah. They, they're like the mass appeal games like Last of Us or Destiny or Halo or something. But I'd say a lot of black kids probably play, like if you're looking at a lot of white people play this, a lot of black kids probably play a lot of sports games like NBA 2K and all that. It's probably sold a lot to black kids. And then fighting games, real popular. When you look at like esports, you know where they right. have the championships, it's like disproportionately black, Hispanic. It, it's like crazy. If you watch it and you're trying to count how many white guys, you're not gonna get to hand number two. It's like it's mostly, especially like the top tier. I'd say like the people who always make the top right. eight or something. It's almost always like black. So. I, in in those games in particular, like fighting games, mm-hmm. and sports games, fighting games are almost not exclusively, but I'd say the most prolific ones, most of the prolific ones, unless you're talking like Mortal Kombat, right? Which is the right. only which is the only American one I can think of, just without re- thinking real hard, are all in Japan. So like, if you're not there, 
how you make one of those unless you just start your whole own thing and then the sports ones they're the really big big right companies like ea um activision or something and those are probably a lot harder to penetrate since they've had the same people for like 30 years exactly. doing the same stuff so that's probably a contributing factor as to I why agree. you don't because you want to make what you play mm-hmm. i agree black people usually play those i mean and if you're generalizing i was those type of lying i'm just generalizing. okay you those are. type of games are very pop well i mean if you search nba 2k and you go on twitch that's mostly a lot of the, i'd say over half half of them are black people but if you search something like Final Fantasy, you're gonna see a smaller number. Not that black people don't like Final Fantasy. Yeah, because I bought those for you. Yeah, but the the I'd say the people who buy the sports games, if the black people didn't buy the sports games, they they wouldn't sell nearly as much. Like they buy a lot of sports games and fighting games and stuff. Maybe because those are just harder in general to get into. Could be. That contributes to the But that's, well. you know, I have more stuff, but we don't want to make the entire show. We have other topics, too. But I just wanted to bring up that. Okay. And I'm going to just keep a little finger on the pulse of that to see if anything's changing or getting better or if there's new resources. Okay. All right. I like the contribution to the, to the conversation. Cool. So happy. What do you find any other interesting people besides what was his name? Um, J- uh, Jerry Lawson. Yeah, there were nine others. I don't want to go there. I, I I talked about Jerry because okay. I'm real proud of Jerry. I saw Jerry too. Um, can we switch topics? Can we go like round two or something? Yeah, we were just chit chatting. Okay. Was, yeah. That's you fun. just missed talking to me. It's been a while. I was just listening to you. You go. You had a thing. It was, it was interesting. I didn't want to interrupt too much. Oh, you did, though. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not, what you do. It's not a lecture. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it for a minute, right? So, did I talk? Did I interrupt enough? Too much? No, you're good. You're good. Okay. You watch any movies? We need to do rounds. We, we didn't even start the news yet. This is the news. What are the news? Movies come before news. I was just asking in general. Okay, but we're going to do some news because I have some. Okay. Um, now we have an all-time subscriber. Number one. It's round one. This is the first news thing. Yeah. You. I know you forgot how the show goes. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. That's, you'd start the news horn, and then and then you do the, the news. So who's the new all-time... Who holds the new all-time subscriber record for Twitch? Oh yeah, uh, I, I think it, Kai Sinet. 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 I think it's still Ludwig. I think he's number the the article. Kai Sinet, and it's gonna be for this show. Okay, I think he's number two. I think he's about to be number one. He I, is. He made it. Oh okay. Okay, I didn't. Re- I read the article two days ago. So if they well, updated it, okay. Okay, Kai Sinet. You read an old article. So he has 4.65 million followers, but he broke the uh, Twitch tie. Well, he broke the record at 300,000 for uh, subscribers. Okay. Subscribers. 
And um, he's at three hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. The other, the one before him was like two hundred and something. Two hundred, yeah. So he blew that record out of the water. That's that's what I know about him. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a. I mean, that's great. I don't I mean, know he's, who he he's, is. What does he do? What is so? so he just he plays games, right? So he started recently. I, I'd say two years, two and a half years ago, or something on Twitch. And no, he doesn't play games. What does he do? So when I first saw him, and he was like, uh, like right, just starting. I think I, you need to take one of your head coloring over there. And he was just starting, okay? Yeah. Um, he was, like, watching music videos and talking about hip-hop stuff. That was it. And then he'd have people come over or some girl with big boobs. or And then he, he somehow, I don't know how, got connected to other rappers and stuff. And they'd come to his house and they'd be on the stream. And so people would tune in to see the rapper on the stream uh, but he is a millennial, so he does millennial stuff. A lot of screaming and jumping around up and. Okay, so he has like little shows and stuff. I would do, which it's not. It's less show. It's more like hanging out, and then celebrities come in, and he. So he's popular for that, and he's his personality. He's, he yells a lot. He's he's a animated. He's very animated. He knows the fan. So if the what's the guy's name? What's the guy that put the diamond in his forehead? Oh yeah, that idiot. Um, Little Uzi, Uzi Vert. Yeah, right. right? So, so he's got a new song that the one that has no words is just like, <laughs> you know that? <laughs> I don't. That's how the song goes. It's very popular. It's it's very fun to dance to. I don't know what it's called. It's called. What's that song called? Want to rock or something like that? He's in the video. He's his friends, so he has celebrities. He does a thing. He's real popular. Um, he's the group he's in. I think they're called the the W's or something. It's a bunch of it's other like black quote unquote black streamers. One guy says he's black. I don't know. <laughs> If he is, we I want to I want to trade him to another team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean that's good. It's 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 kind of shows how Twitch is changing, right? Um, definitely for a younger audience, Twitch is losing viewers and subscribers. But I think that's I think a lot of it is older people moving into different places. Um. Because these guys, they're they're different from when I grew up watching streaming stuff. That's it. I, that's my news. Da -da. Round two. Fight. So I hear there's a new um thing that's Is an it? alternative. I don't know what these things are called. It's an alternative to Twitch and YouTube. It's called Kick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, there's a guy who's traditionally on Twitch. His name is Trainwreck. Uh, and he's pretty controversial. Mainly these days, mainly because he um, he gambles on Twitch. Ooh, so he does partnerships with these gambling um, 
companies, like online gambling companies, he's made millions and millions of dollars. They've paid him millions of dollars to gamble all day. People watch it. Some people say that's not cool because kids will watch. He says most of his audience is adults anyway. He tells them that gambling's bad and how he tells how he always shows how much money he loses, but he gives out like $500,000, a million dollars. He, he, he seems like a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't say he, he's very ambitious. I wouldn't say he's like the most eloquent person, <laughs> but he got tired of Twitch and Particularly one thing, he didn't, they were saying gambling's not good for kids. A lot of kids are on Twitch. So they kind of banned his thing or tried not to give him attention. Even though he has so many followers, he doesn't get to go to the events and whatever. But they have the hot tub streams where girls are getting bikinis and sitting in the hot tubs. And he's like, that's not for kids either. So he decided that he's going to make a platform that is, it, if you look at it, it looks exactly like Twitch. Just instead of dark blue, it's black. Okay. But it's laid out the same way Twitch is. And the tenets of this thing are the creators get, I think, 90% of the money from subscriptions. Mm. At Twitch right now, they change it to 50. Wow. Unless you, have, unless you have a contract, which the contracts are right. exclusive to each person that does it, right? But in, in Kick, you get... We'll stream on Kick next time because you get ninety percent of the subscriptions. So I think it's five bucks. So you get four fifty for subscription. They don't have the same rules and things as Twitch, which I think are going to change because he's the people who are going to this platform. Kick are people who are like angry or anti-Twitch, and they're kind of quote-unquote too edgy but also they are like idiots the one guy was getting a blowjob on yeah he, he filmed himself getting a blowjob on this on his thing he had like twelve thousand viewers and he made the most money he's ever made and he's like this is great yeah 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 but on twitch right his con this guy's content he just invite only fans or stripper girls over to his place and have it's mostly young people watch him to see boobs on the thing, right? So now he can do it without getting banned. Oh so my God. The, another guy, he watched porn. I'm sorry I brought up this He topic. He streamed the Super Bowl, which is illegal. Yes. Because they'll sue you. <laughs> um, and, like, they're, they're like, this place is great because they can do all these things. But eventually, it's going to come back to bite the company, kick they're gonna have to put rules in place to stop those things from happening. Because if your if your punishment, like the guy got the blowjob, his punishment was like he was. If you say that him. one more time, BJ will suffice after BJ? the first time. Yeah. Okay. The guy got the BJ. Does that feel better? He he got suspended. <laughs> was for that like, a joke? He got suspended for like a day, and if that's the punishment, it's gonna get the whole company in trouble. Right? A day. A day. A day suspension. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think it's good. There's more. There are more places to stream, different competition. Uh, I don't think it's gonna go the way he thinks it's gonna go, and I don't think the things he's saying. I think he's going to get a lot more insight as as to why it's the way it is. He thinks Twitch is picking on him. 
it's not just this, this is a company that has money to make and uh they you have to take positions on things right at some point he's you you gonna have to you know you can't have people just play music a music company is gonna come after you. you can't have people streaming different you know you're not gonna get ads it's just you know but hey we'll be on there <laughs> at some point okay um streaming i i made us an account already already yeah i made us an account already so we'll be on there it's not like we do anything crazy so we won't get kicked off of twitch and we'll get kicked off of there and we won't get kicked off of youtube hopefully so yeah you'll see us on kick at some point what are we gonna do to get kicked off um nothing okay so stay on twitch too but we'll be on the new thingy too yeah we'll be on everything i don't you know it's not like so what movie did you see is it my turn your turn I think you um, saw more than I did. You get to do the movies. There's no turns. I'd rather talk about... I just got a new game. Okay. Do you like Chinese? What? Simple question. That The fact that you can't answer that is very suspicious. Do you like... What? Chinese. What is your point? Oh, buddy. It's a game. New game came out. Wolong. Okay. It's, uh, do you know the Three Kingdoms? Okay, so the most popular new game that came out, all right? Thank you. And this game is based on, uh, the Three Kingdoms. Okay. The Three Kingdoms is probably, I I would bet my money, is the most popular fiction slash, it's like fictional history. Okay. Like, it's something that happened. It's about, like, early china and warring and stuff like that like something that happened but the way it is talked about and done in asia it's all fantasy like one guy killing a thousand soldiers right and you know horses with horns and that kind of stuff so the game is based in that thing it comes from the creators of neo in neo 2 oh so it's gonna be good oh you're a neo fan yeah neo's great neo's great different though and it's chinese instead of japanese so it's a little less interesting okay. i don't like the three kingdoms not that i'm against it it's just kind of like it's so fantasy it's kind of like you know abraham lincoln vampire hunter that movie right Love imagine that. if it's you you know i've however many stories and history books there are about abraham lincoln right. and then you have this one movie about him being a vampire right. switch the values and say there are like a million stories about abraham lincoln the vampire hunter on TV and in books, and then like there's like oh yeah, on Wikipedia, I guess you can read the real thing. It's very annoying. Okay, I yeah, got you. To listen, but it, I played it for like an hour today. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's fun. It's Sounds exciting. Like fun. Not too hard though. I wish it were harder. It needs to be tougher. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. But the bosses, Neo has some hard bosses. The demo for Neo, I right. played for like 10 hours just to get past the two bosses. Because it's that hard. Probably less than 10 hours, but it felt like it. This game, the first boss is maybe, the from what I hear, the first boss is the hardest boss for like 15 hours. Then you have others. You should play. 
will will do. It's tougher than Elden Ring. Ooh. I don't it know is. if I should play. Well, you haven't played Elden Ring yet, so. Oh, Elden Ring DLC is coming out too. What's coming out? Elden Ring DLC. You know DLC? Downloadable content. Downloadable content. Right. They say it's gonna. It's still a ways off. It's still far off. I'm guessing summertime when we'll get it. But I'm excited about that. Put a few hours in. It's also the 2022 game of the year. You know. It was. It was. Um. It and deservedly so. It, it was real close between that and God of War. Yeah. Ragnarok. I like Ragnarok. that. Yeah, you should watch me play the rest of that too. I will. I will. Yeah. Well, thanks for stopping by today. Yeah, we, we'll it's short, get back short to episode today. soon. Yeah, yeah. No, nice um, chatting with you. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, all that Super Chevy Bros. Look for Super Chevy Bros. It's very simple, easy to find. You can find mom at what's your Twitter? Find my Twitter. Yeah, and then, then you'll you find, find me. You can find somewhere. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter. Uh, check out the description for links to different things we get on Amazon. For example, uh, if you're interested in Wolong, you can buy it through our Amazon link if you don't mind a physical copy and uh, support the show that way. Uh, any uh, anything else? Uh, there's some uh, unboxing show that comes on sometimes. Yeah, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I open up new toys. I got a lot of toys. Most a of them. lot. I'd say 90% of them not opened. So we're working a on that. A lot. Come watch me open these boxes. <laughs> For the next five years. <laughs> no, I'm going to... I'm telling you, this wall, down... By June, gone. The entire wall, and that's not it. And that that's just one of the walls. <laughs> I'm proud of that. Okay. Well, hey, it's it, nobody else gets excited for me. You know, I gotta enjoy. I gotta get excited for myself. Yeah. See, that's how it works. Doesn't it lose value when you open these things? Some of them, but I haven't opened all of them. Like the really, like the, I have one in here that probably, I think there are only a thousand made and it's from Japan. And you opened it? No. Better not. I didn't. I'm going to. It's rad. You better not. Opening it does not devalue it. Yes, it does. It kind of, a little bit, but still. It's not pristine anymore. It doesn't matter. Okay, think about it. Okay, think about this, okay? You're thinking about it like in the 90s when people started collecting comic books and cards and baseball right. and stuff. But they did it for money. like uh, It's like investing in a stock or something. Today, because of just capitalism and consumerism or whatever, people want something that's super like rare like that. They just want it. They don't really care. I mean, some people do, but most people just want it. And they'll go to eBay and they'll pay 10 times the price to get it and have it. Even if the box isn't there, or the, the, they just want the whole thing there. What about but that card we found? The gold one? I think they're worth like 20 bucks now. Woo! Give me that 20 bucks back. Hold on. You know how much I spent for these cards. Let me go to eBay. Cards. eBay.com. What are those cards? Um, so they're the gold... Pokemon. Pokemon. Those gold Pokemon, Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards, yeah. 
All right, hold on. Gold plated. And what about the rainbow one? You had it in a special box. Rainbow? What do you mean? Remember all the colors? The one in the. Oh, oh yeah, it it depends on the card because they they reprint them or they if they reprint them it's worth less. Or if, if you they should find print... out because you were so excited to get that rainbow card. Yeah, I have it. But anyway, what I'm saying is opening it and putting it back in the box. Who knows anyway? It's not like they this. know now because you just told them you're gonna do it. I won't let them listen to this. <laughs> Who? How did? How? How would they know? Okay, sure. Yeah, but I have some really cool, like the one downstairs. They only made seventeen thousand of them. That's it. So, just show it in the box so you can sell it. No, that's not what it. it that's not what it. You're you not going to sell any of these things. You can still are you? sell it. I'll sell some okay. that I don't want. Okay. But the what? I, well, the ones I want, I keep. That's you're st- you're still stuck in '90s capitalism where people buy things they don't want so they can sell it. That's like lun- lunacy. It's lunacy. Beg to differ, sir. It's lunacy. Don't invest in in things like that. Buy land or a house or like if you want to do that. Don't buy toys. Really? That's, that's that's like a gamble. It's like a lottery. You you think about the the what are the little doll things? The Sour Patch Kids. Remember when those were like people were buying them and they're like they this beat one, each other and up then to get they, they beat each other up and like oh five years is gonna be worth this or ten years because they were limited edition and all that stuff and then what did they do what about did the company do Barbie or Barbie but Barbie's different Barbie but Barbie is different very different the market for Barbie is very small as far as like the collector ones right. But no Barbie made in the past 10 or 15 years is ever going to be worth the ones made in the 80s or whatever. Because no, you can just, there's so many. It's it's like, it's not a thing. But anyway, Sour Patch Kids, what do they do? The company just printed more of them again. So now nobody, they're all worth nothing. Cabbage Patch Kids. What is Sour Patch? It's a candy. candy. It's a candy. Cabbage Patch Kids. They're worth nothing now. Most of them. Worth absolutely no about that. We need to look that up first. They're not. They're not worth anything. Buy what you want because you want it, not because you're going to sell it. And then you, you, can, you can sell it later. All of these to keep forever? You you should see you're the list like of things I Old I, ladies I, that live in a house with dolls surrounding them. You should see the list of things I didn't get. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Okay. I'm very particular with the ones I get. I have scenes in mind. And things I want to do with them, and that's it. I'm gonna tell your wife, and she's gonna tell you no more. Tell tell, tell her and what? To restrict you. I know you got stuff hidden too. It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing hidden. All right, thanks for listening to the show. This has been episode one twelve. Uh, Super Chevy Brothers. We'll see you next time. See you next, see you next time. time.